Hey universe, Android and I are like cats and dogs, and the fact that I live with a cat and a dog means I kind of know what I'm talking about on that one, because I don't think I can ever come to an agreeable state of life with Android. I hate it. I hate you, Android. And that said, why do I still have an Android phone? So I can participate in this self-indulgent recording session, year-long project, of course. For what advantages Android provides, they take two pieces of your life soul away. So I don't see Android as a complete negative. I just see its negative influence as more than I want to tolerate. So finding some other way to record these silly diatribes these soliloquies of senselessness I suppose when I get right down to it I wish I just had my old mp3 player back the little one that had a AAA battery that fit right in the end and was the size of a lipstick that thing was awesome and a recorder that thing was awesome so why I left it in my boss's car one day I don't know but I did so I never saw it again. But, given that that was 2000, what? 8, 9, 10, something like that? Well, it seems like thinking about things that are a decade old and wishing they would go back to that state is about the dumbest thing I do. That nostalgia, that pining for times of old, well, where are you going to go with that? You're going to bring back the past and make it the future? Are you going to somehow mentally adjust to what is 21st century life in a 1950s capacity? Well, good for you, because if you're going to, you're going to be the first one I know of that succeeds. All that wishing for other times, wishing for other parts of what you used to so enjoy to return to their level of enjoyment, well, Wasted time. Wasted time, wasted time. And again, here I know what I'm talking about. Because I <clears throat> have been forcing my way into finding a pair of shoes from the 90s on eBay. Because I so much want to recapture the comfort and peace of mind that just sliding those shoes on used to mean to me. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. As if somehow I'm going to recapture 30-year-old tranquility through an object of man-made wool and cork comfort. Well... Having failed at that task in multiple regards, having forced my way into outcomes that I was giving 90% of the chance of failure, zero outcome probability compared to the 10% chance of success. And when I reflect upon chasing the compulsion to go after something, the desire to bring something into your life that 
you think will make a difference. It's a, it's a road for me that has always led to feeling let down by myself usually because forcing the issue rarely works out. And even if done with the earnest thought of, well, if we force this issue now, we'll be doing it for the best for everybody rather than letting things crash down on our heads. Even then, if you believe something with the conviction that you want to dedicate your life to it, go for it. That's not forcing an issue. But when you look at someone else's life and think, I want my life that lived the way I've lived it to be applied over their chaotic existence and uncertainty with who they are and what they're doing. So it is in their best interest that I apply my life schema to their existence. Ugh. You see, that forcing, that, that forcing is wrong. And as Lily sits in my garage, pissed off at me, because I will not concede that her approach in life has its merit in the anarchistic outcomes it creates. It just... Oh. It makes me think she's strictly here as some counterbalancing force of energy to my feeling that I know things that I don't. She's here to remind me that chasing down as if you have set aside some level of life's complete fulfillment as knowledge you have and need to give or apply to other people, well, she calls bullshit on that every single time. Every time. I can't tell her that her shoes are untied and maybe she wants to tie them without her saying, I left them that way, it's intentional, I want to trip. <clears throat> and if you've ever known somebody who you are diametrically opposed to, you like chocolate, they like vanilla. They like their noodles overcooked, you like yours al dente. It doesn't matter. You are opposite on everything. Well, that's Lily and myself. And <clears throat> it is hard to be with somebody of that composition, that diametric opposition to you without wanting to tell them how mistaken they might currently be with their thought processes, actions, and outcomes in the way they're currently carrying on their right turn 90 degree askew life of idiocy. <sighs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And so the fact that she looks at me with at least much of the same regard 
has me wonder how any stimuli from the external world can truly be relevant. And I'm not saying there isn't data evidence and analytical dissection of what it is that current society is undergoing, trending, up to, focusing on, whatever. Those distractions, though, they bring zero fulfillment, ultimately. I don't know who out there, and having never been on Instagram, let's just face it, I'm talking out of my asshole right now, but I don't know who out there has a more fulfilling life because of their complete engagement with Instagram. Because in what way does Instagram allow the depth of your personality, the composition of your soul to emerge? Does it happen in short video bites? In this generation, maybe it does. Phoebe's choking on the thought. But depth of soul is an infinite timeline of creation. Slap that onto a billboard of blah, 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 and it never works. And it seems to me like today, when I look around and try to find comfort in the environment in which I've manifested, much like Phoebe, all I'm left with is choking on everything. And I don't like this feeling in myself. I don't like that I'm currently quarreling with Lily because she seems defiantly opposed to anything sensible the universe wants to offer. Okay, there are people like that. It's not my burden to keep them entertained. It's not my burden to keep them engaged. It's not my burden to help them along. Well, no, that probably is my burden. That's all of our burden. Anybody struggling, anybody stuck, anybody in a position of unable to see a path forward, well, those people do deserve my attention. They do deserve my help. They do deserve my conversation, my interest, my support, and my buoyancy. They do deserve the opportunity to find in themselves Ooh. some propane flame of purpose, some sword that cuts through the fog of uncertainty. <clears throat> After all, if we're not here to find a common path of fulfillment that all of us are capable of supporting others through, that just seems like a baseline to me. We're not here to hinder each other. We're here to help each other. And I just can't seem to find a way to help Lily without Lily and I turning into a couple of bulls ready to gorge each other at the next opportunity. Even hitting up the old, what am I hitting up here? Pineapple train wreck doesn't have a good effect necessarily. I mean, 
it always has a good effect. Oh, personally. But that level of medicated intervention, well, Lily and I are still prone to blows. And so here's my challenge, right? How to integrate Lily into my life in a way that is forward thinking, forward concerned for myself and for her in a way that is the kind understanding and forgiving nature. And I'll throw listening in there that I believe my experience on earth in this round, A675309, is here to develop. Lily's a challenge, but not one that should be so challenging. I can't stay within myself and be that which I need to be in a productive way to help Lily maybe see better a universe of possibility expand in front of her that right now I think she's shutting down. Why am I saying all this in a recording? I think I need to listen to this one probably often because never have I felt more challenged to be myself in a way that is what I believe I am capable of, kind understanding and forgiving, and mostly a listener. Well, that, that guy, he needs to, he needs to be able to persevere with Lily just as much as he needs to be able to persevere with himself. And that lesson, I believe, is what Lily's here to teach me. But, like note number three from page two, can you, I can't ever know something because you read it, or told it, or something from another sourced it. I have to experience it to know it. Um, oh, so that's what they were talking about. I didn't understand what I had written that note for before, but I, I do now. And I don't like how often I run into moments of what feel like baseline wisdom. Uh, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. The most baseline example. But while that one has made sense my whole life, and I believe has never changed in its offering of wise, introspective, and extrapolated meaning, <clears throat> across events both tiny and it uh, tiny and what infinite I guess do we have infinite experience at this point in life maybe we do so wherever I might be on the scale from tiny to infinite I'm always thinking do unto others as you would have others do unto you and yet the idea of I can't be told something to understand it. I have to do it. Uh, and mostly, obviously, I can be told that rain is liquid falling from the sky and imagine what that's like because someone can pour a bucket on my head or can sprinkle a hose on my head and all of a sudden rain is very easy to envision. But while something stupid like 
to do something, I will understand it better than to read about it. When you spend your entire life reading about stuff, at least educationally, that's how you acquire information for the most part, is through the written word. Well, experience starts to be muted. And muted in a way that you start to believe you can know something without having experienced it. And maybe you can. Maybe there's a level of connectivity that you can touch. Maybe it's mystical. From past lives, you connect to true experiences in this 3D reality, pulling in some sort of surreal connectivity of dreamland and reality. And thus, reading about something in some sort of waking up an old memory response gives you the very knowledge of that thing. But you want to teach me how to throw clay pottery? Well, get my hands dirty. Let me touch the clay. Don't show me a video and expect that that will explain how and why pressure applied from various positions of both your palms and fingertips can help sculpt the clay as it rotates on... What are those things called? Uh, I don't even remember. But having only thrown clay pottery twice... I uh, really am no one to talk to about it. I have fleeting memories of doing it in college where it was an entertaining art project, but nothing more. And so whatever memories I have of that particular activity, I don't even trust. Because I know that combined with the movie Ghost, which I never saw, but I definitely saw that scene where they're touching the pot, at some point... All that stuff just mixes into one pile of goulash that, uh, yeah, I can think about and feel comfortable in that thought, but would I tell you, I'm with my hand on the Bible, here's how it all went down? Hell no. Because those memories are just collages at this point. So, what do you pull out of those collages? Basic truth. That knowing something comes from experiencing it. That doing something teaches you more than reading about it. That having somebody explain something to you means nothing compared to tearing something down and putting it back together. All of those activities mean something. And so, when I say that's what they were talking about, I am embarrassed by the amount of basic wisdom that has circled back on me and slapped me upside the head saying, do you now understand what this meant? Even though before you like to say, oh yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah, now I understand. I understand. I also understand that shark bite OG wax is pretty damn spicy. But what have you given up? Is it worth it? Everything in moderation, even moderation. You never know until you try to do it. I don't like peas, says someone who's never eaten peas. How do you know? I can tell by their look. Well, maybe you should eat a pea 
and give us your opinion after you've tasted one. Nope. Nope. They're green. Green is gross. They look mushy. Mushy's mediocre. Hmm. Well, okay. Take your pee opinion and go talk somewhere else because around here we actually like people who are willing to say this is the reason I stand behind my statement. Peas are no good. I've eaten all of them. Every pea. Never liked one of them. Except the fresh ones that you crack open and they're sitting in the little... Yeah, those are good. But that might be soybeans for all I know. My point is, again, even having experienced something, how much is your opinion worth? Does anybody who wants to experience peas want to listen to me and thus never maybe enjoy the most enjoyable vegetable they've never experienced? Of course not. But here we are, susceptible to reading what other people say and going, oh, look at that. Well, that must be what I think. I think. Pause. Okay, 21, 21, 22, 23. I have a feeling this will be my last wake and bake so I can flake about my take on baking cakes or making snakes or baking snake cakes. Point is, obviously I'm a little more flaky than I probably should have hit the record button with. But what have you given up? Is it worth it? Huh. We are taught that to have something create value in our life, we must earn it. To have something provide the sort of fulfillment I speak of often, we have to have given something up to become fulfilled. We have to go through the process of maturation, ascension, uh, personal endurance to overcome the obstacles, to be the Luke Skywalker who faces down the evil Darth Vader, to learn the point his life has always meant to engage. Or do we, right? Do we really have to give something up to get something back? What if... What is, a, what is a world where nothing but receiving and giving of bonus and glory look like? What are we giving up? Why do we live in a world where we're trained to think we have to have endured something to have gone through something to get to the other side? What if we just decide to go to the other side without having to endure anything? Somehow, that theme has peppered my 2022. Why do we think we have to be tough? Why do we think we have to be able to face down the adversity of the unknown enemy that is lurking so that we are ready to progress as the glory-filled knights that we all are into the champion round table of King Ascension 
or whatever other Metatron runs your life. Why are we always looking for that journey of personal becoming? What if we already are? What if everything that we're doing is running that film in reverse? Walking backward from the round table of ascended nights into the pit and morass of brutality, individualism, and me, 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 mine. Draw the line here. This is ours. That's yours. Unless we want it, then it's going to be ours by force. Said no noble knight ever. <clears throat> Basic truths. Can't claim that you're a good person if you can't be a good person to everybody that needs you to be a good person. I'm working on that one. But I'm not giving up anything to work on it. I just know the journey there is what I need to take and it'll have purpose. So then I say to you, what are you giving up? Probably more than you should because you're listening to the wrong signal. Instead of thinking about where are the gains? How do I gain? What do I need to acquire personally to feel fulfilled? You're still stuck in the burden of life, of what's sucking you dry and leaving you unfulfilled. I say stop thinking that way. Doesn't every person on this planet deserve the feeling of progression personally from within? Yes. So stop asking what's wrong and look inside at what will go right if you just do this. I need to be a better person to Lily. Period. No exceptions. No misunderstandings. It'll make me feel a better life and a better integration with it if I show the most kindness, the most understanding, and the most forgiveness to little Lily. Anything else is me not listening to who I am inside. And for once, my prime directive... What, what's that one from? Star Trek? Yeah, I think so. Whatever. It's not to be a cloaked, invisible presence to the aliens among us. Nope, it's to be the hand reaching out saying, I'm kind, I'm understanding, and I'm forgiving. At all times, in all places, to everybody. Even Lily. Especially Lily. <laughs>